Down to Business on News Talk. Sponsored by Bank of Ireland. Here to support your business as it keeps building for years to come with dedicated business teams. Now, my next guest is a clinical psychologist and has, has advised both the Red Cross and the NHS in the UK on responsible leadership. She's also taken part in UN peacekeeping activities in Darfur and Afghanistan. Anna Alatambi has just published a series of pocket books entitled The Decency Journey, and I'm delighted to say she joins me now. Good morning, Anna. How are you? Good morning, Bobby. I'm well. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for joining us. Can you first tell me maybe what is the decency journey? Um, The decency journey is really just a reminder to leaders and organizations that as well as thinking about their function, it's, it's important to think about how you do it and how you do your business so that you're working uh, in a, you're sort of being considerate, you're being respectful, you're trying to work to ethical standards and you're looking after each other. Uh, that's essentially the decency journey is just to be mindful of each other in a respectful way. And it makes perfect sense that that should be something that any business or uh, you know, any 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 group should aspire to, but sometimes work pressure and the need to get the job done might just get in the way. Exactly, and I think also the you know being competitive, wanting to be the best, and all of those you can you know, and I think also in the current climate where we don't have too many examples of people being decent and people being respectful. Uh, globally, it then can sort of <laughs> almost give you permission to do what you think you need to do to get your job done or the organization's uh, focus achieved. Right. So, no, it's a shame. Uh, so uh, the, the only, and I, I actually agree with the values that, you know, to me, common decency is just the most basic thing that one should absolutely aspire to, to make everybody's life a little bit more enjoyable. But if it's such a good idea in business, why don't more businesses aspire to it? I I think possibly, at least the ones I've worked in, both in the private sector and the not-for-profit sector and the humanitarian sector, I think they just get lost in the doing of it. Uh, and I, th- I think they just don't st- stop and think about how, what is it that we're doing? How are we doing this? And how and are we actually making sure we're looking after our people? Are we focusing on the right things? Um, and I think it's about some people, we just, we, you know, we, we all can have a tendency to be selfish and some people are and some organizations are because being decent means that you must, it's important to think of others apart from yourself and that doesn't always happen Uh, and again i accept that but what i'm trying to say here is that you know we see so many examples of people not being decent it obviously seems like a good idea uh, and 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 you know a really good aspiration to have this value but when we don't see companies embracing it and we see people being very badly treated one wonders why more people don't do something about it. I, I think, you know, that's a really, really good question, Bobby. And I think what happens, and if you look at the research out, whichever sector you look at, there are there's endless research showing that negative behaviors occur 
and they happen. I mean, last week there were, there's a, a report due out on the NHS, again, showing the presence of a lot of discriminatory behaviours. And so we have these research, all this is research coming out, but what doesn't happen is that, that those behaviours are then tackled either at the level of the individual or at the level of the organisation for a variety of reasons. Some people feel de-skilled, some people don't have don't feel they don't have the courage or the strength either at the executive or the non-executive level to systematically address these behaviors. In the years that I worked, um, I only worked with one HR director, global HR director, who was prepared to address the negative behaviors in a systematic way. So I think it's just we by default avoid dealing with these behaviors, which gives people who are using these behaviors tacit permission to carry on because nobody's saying, stop, think about what you're doing. Yeah. And what about, you know, decency in an environment of, say, poor employee performance? Um, you can still be decent even though you're having to discipline somebody. Yes, you can. I think, you know, if somebody is not performing well, I think the first job is to find out what's going on and how you, and what, what it is. What do you mean by performance? What do they understand? Are they having any issues? And you can, tack, you, can you know, find out, look at it holistically, find out what's happening for them and then see how you can help because, and, and what you can do to support. Because it's very rare that People are just not performing because they want to just mess you around. Very rare. Okay. And w would I be right in saying that to get this embedded into an organisation, this culture of two-way decency, mm. uh, could take quite a, a period of time? It, it can take a period of time. But what I have also seen, Bobby, is when there is... Uh, a brand new positive leader at the right level coming in and their message is we will i want people to be to treat each other decently and we will tackle the negative behaviors i've seen it change very quickly in about 2 to three, in a 2 to 3 months as, as long as the leader starts giving that message and and showing that that's the message that they want others to follow um, otherwise, you're right. It take it can take a long time to embed because people are not going to believe that you want a positive change initially. Yeah. Uh, and you say leadership by example is is absolutely critical here, yes. and that helping behaviour is contagious. Is it important as well that the leader would have no expectation of of any type of personal gain? I Th think yes, yes. That it's sincere. Yes, yes, very, very, very important, very true. I think one of the greatest leaders I ever worked with was uh, Ambassador Swing, who was the Director General of IOM. And he was, at the same time as humble, you were very clear that he was the Director General. And there was, no, he did, there was no sense that he was gaining this for his own reasons. Yeah, okay. So, so if you were... If you were talking to an organisation today, Anna, and just, you know, and they were interested in bringing this, this type of behaviour and this culture into their organisation, what, what, what would you tell them would, should be the first steps? The first step is to, uh, for the leadership to want to address this and to feel brave enough to do it and then engage and involve the staff and ask them where there are, where is the positive happening? 
And what can we do to build trust so that we can talk about the negatives that are happening and make it an inclusive process so that you bring in uh, what's known as collective accountability, where people are talking about the positive, they're building the positive, but they're also being willing to be open about what's negative and things. You may also need to talk to one or two people who are seen as the the sort of the main culprits, so to speak. And and would this would this I, I assume this would have to start from the top down? Uh, that it's not something really that well I don't know. I suppose one could decide for oneself that regardless of company culture, uh, that they were going to uphold their own values of decency, that wouldn't be a bad thing, would it? No, it wouldn't. And, and, you know, I think there are plenty of people who do that, but they just do it quietly and silently because they want to fly under the radar. They know what the, what what may happen if they stick their head above the parapet, so to speak. Um, so some some will be decent, and there are plenty of people who are doing that, but they're just doing it quietly in a, a negative environment. Okay, well, look, it's it's there's a lot of common sense to what you say, Anna, and I, I totally go along with it. Uh, you know, decency in, in any state, I don't think, uh, can't be overstated uh, as a genuine trait. Um, but I think what you say is it's about integrity and it's about sincerity coupled with good decency to make it actually work. Absolutely right. You you have to be sincere. You have to mean this is this is not something that you can just talk about. Or if you do, then you know I'm not sure who's benefiting apart from yourself. All right. Well, Anna Ella Tambi, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Bobby. 